You're listening to The Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt, and this is week three of This Is My Story. Today, we will examine the word inadequate. This word is in each of our stories, and it's all throughout the Bible. Your story can be full of moments where you feel inadequate and adequate at the same time. As we treasure hunt through Luke 7 and listen to a story of a little girl who learned what it meant to feel inadequate, we will find an adequate Savior, Jesus. In the midst of this story, you will see your story, a story that finds itself desperate for a Savior who is adequate. Single mom, this is your story. I'm Kiana, and this is my story. An adequate defined is lacking the quality or quantity required, insufficient for a purpose, not enough or good enough, not capable. This is the word that I've held on to for even before I could define it. Inadequacy is one of those words that isn't taught but learned by experience. It's a feeling or a sense of lack. I remember waking up and just knowing that something was missing from my life. I did not feel enough or capable. One day I was an innocent kid and making mud pies with my best friends was enough. Then boom, as a preteen, I became very aware that I did not have what my friends had. Most of my friends grew up in a two-parent home and they had the support that I I felt like I was missing from my life. So I did what I knew best. I performed so that I was seen and loved. I made sure everything was perfect so that no one ever saw how inadequate and imperfect I was. Academics in school was one of the easiest ways for me to do this. My mother always pushed me to do my best in school, and there were times when the high of accomplishments and applause filled my cup for days. Then there were times when my accolades were short-lived and left me needing to do more and more to keep up the act of being capable and enough. Everyone else saw this kid who was excelling despite the cards she had been handed in life, But what they did not see was this broken young girl who just wanted to be seen, loved, and known. Growing up in a single parent home from a very young age due to a tragedy planted lies in my heart and mind. My father's death left a void in my life emotionally. This void was never really tended to, but only overcompensated for in other areas. I did not have the language to communicate what I needed as a three-year-old. And now my mother was left alone with no idea how to comfort me, grieve herself, and provide. She decided that I would be the best kid with the best grades and never lacking anything financially. This was the equation curated to help all of my problems decide. So I journeyed through each phase of life, seeking and looking for ways to validate my worth. I kept this lie of inadequacy in my back pocket because it was my safe place. Anytime I was alone, The enemy told me I was not easy to love, and that's why I did not have friends. Anytime I failed or made a mistake, the enemy told me I would never succeed. You see, these lies validated what I felt and believed my whole life. There was no need to change my mind or welcome the truth of any kind. But God, the enemy crawled on his belly in the garden and disrupted the truth and presence that Adam and Eve knew. He convinced them that God was not enough and that he was withholding something from them. They had everything that they needed and absolutely lacked nothing. One lie changed their minds in reality. Since the fall of man, 
every man and woman lives with the reality that apart from God, there is a great void in their life. I thought that my greatest need was a father when my greatest void was a knowledge and relationship with my heavenly father. God has redeemed my mindset about what I felt my mother did not do for me and has helped me to see that she did all that she knew to help me grow into an adult who would find and know God. He has healed me from all shame and guilt, from every act that I did to feel like I was enough. He has filled my cup and shown me how valuable and loved I am by him. He has given me a sweet daughter in my womb that I will meet very soon. And I pray that he will give me the wisdom and grace to raise her with my husband in a way that she will know him too. I pray that she will honor and love her grandmothers who had the strength and courage to do all that they could to shape her father and I into the people we are today. Imperfect, but adequate and full of hope. These are the two scriptures that I stand upon when the lie of inadequacy tries to creep in as it often does. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficient, sufficiency is, in, is from God. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he says to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Today, I pray my story will encourage you or someone you know. I pray that God restores your hope because you are adequate, you are capable, and you are enough, friend. Kiana, that was an incredible story. Thank you for being a truth teller. Kiana's story is about feeling inadequate. She said, I journeyed through each phase of life seeking and looking for ways to validate my worth. We have all felt that way at some point in our past. Possibly you are feeling inadequate right now, or eventually you will find yourself in that space where you just don't feel like you are enough. Kiana's story is not rare, it's relatable. The truth is we are inadequate and we are desperate for a savior who is adequate. One who looks at us and are lacking and shows up anyways. That savior, Jesus, is in the business of proving our fears wrong. There's a story in Luke chapter seven that we have to hear today. It revolves around an inadequate woman and her savior. The story begins in verse 36, where Jesus is at a dinner. He was invited by an ever-doubting and antagonistic Pharisee. And suddenly, the dinner is interrupted by a woman. Scripture doesn't use her name. She is simply called the sinful woman. Inadequate? This brave, nameless woman approaches Jesus. And here's where it gets interesting to say the least. She begins weeping and then drops to her knees and wipes Jesus's feet with her tears and her hair. This seems strange, but during that time, it made sense. You see, if someone came over for dinner, it was your job as the host to welcome them by making sure that their feet were clean. And oftentimes this job was reserved for a homeowner's slaves. Jesus didn't have that welcome. Simon, who hosted this dinner, he failed to show him hospitality. But the sinful woman, she didn't miss that mark. 
Not only did she welcome Jesus, she honored him, and she gave up something incredibly important along the way. This alabaster jar of perfume was probably the most valuable item that she owned. During that time, a woman would be given this jar by her family. It was her dowry. They would fill it with expensive perfume and seal it with wax. When the time came for a man to ask her to marry him, she used this perfume as her yes. She would break open the jar and pour it on his feet. Did you see what she did here? She gave her only yes away to Jesus. She didn't just wipe his feet with her tears. She broke open this jar at his feet. An inadequate woman, painfully named the sinful woman, does the unthinkable. And Jesus responds. He began to defend her because the Pharisees were appalled at this whole situation. The story ends with Jesus looking at the woman and saying in verse 48, your sins are forgiven. And then in verse 50, he says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Maybe all of the things that make you feel inadequate are actually true. This story proves that to Jesus, none of that matters. Bring all of your fears, hurts, insecurities, your heartache, all of that, bring that to Jesus and break them at his feet and allow him to fill in all of those gaps. I encourage you to read through that story in Luke 7. It will continue to remind you of this. Our limitations don't limit God. In him, we are complete. In him, we are adequate. This is Kiana's story. This is the sinful woman's story. This is your story. You are not inadequate. Join us next week as we hear a heart-wrenching story that taught a little boy about purpose. And now that little boy is a grown man teaching others about their purpose.